Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. We thank the Lord this morning. We give him glory. We give him honor. We give him praise. I tell you, man, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. God, God is great and he's worthy to be feared above all gods this morning. And I'm telling you, man, as we were coming on this morning, submitting ourselves to the Lord, I could see them. I could see them little skimpy demons running all over the place, man, trying to get away this morning. Come on, somebody. They didn't want their head to get crushed this morning, but I don't know about you, man. I caught it in the spirit this morning. Oh, that they were fleeing, you know, fleeing. And I know they'll be back another season, but that's all right. We winning right now. And so we're going to enjoy the victory this morning while we can. Amen. And so nothing is going to change because we don't fight for no victory. We fight from the position of victory. So we give the Lord praise, glory, and honor this morning. want to welcome all of you, Pastor Sharon, and I here this morning. Welcome all of you to the Creating a Prayer Culture for God this morning. I tell you, it's just a beautiful thing to wake up in the morning get together with saints at 6 a.m., man, who understand that we already have the victory. We already sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and that we are shouting, man, with a voice of triumph this morning. All ye land out there, man, if you're with us this morning, it's because you understand that you have the victory that have already been won according to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. We said, give thanks unto the Lord who has already given us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, that's up to us if we do that. That's up to us if we fight from the position of victory. God ain't forcing nothing on you. He's telling you. He's just letting you know. He's informing you. Amen. That I have already given you the victory. I already sent my son. He already died. He already gave up the ghost. He already paid the price. He already bought you out of darkness and placed you into his marvelous light that you ought to show forth the praise of him who called us out of darkness. He already done declared that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation to God, a peculiar people, you know, you know, a chosen generation. So it's up to us what we do with that. And I choose to grab it and run with it this morning and shout it everywhere I go on the mountaintop, the valley low, shout it with a voice of triumph this morning. And it's up to us, man. Amen. Hell ought to be nervous when you get on this line in the morning. Hell ought to be nervous because you're getting ready to pray to the Father. Hell ought to be nervous. You're getting ready to open up the perfect law of liberty. And he and his imps don't want to hear nothing about no truth because they operate in lies. Remember the book of John chapter 8, verse 44, Pastor Sheridan taught us in the King James. Bible. He is the father of liars and lies. Amen. And we're not of that father. Our father is king of kings and lord of lords. He's the great I am. Amen. He's got all power in his hand. Amen. And we come on this line, man, in the mornings to make known to him our adoration and our love because he has already exalted his name and his word above all else. And he have magnified his word above all of his name. So hell ought to be real, real nervous when you call in in the morning. Amen. And don't let a praise roll off your lips. Don't let some thanksgiving roll off your lips. He really get nervous then. But the Bible says in the book of James chapter four, verse seven and eight, if you submit yourself unto the Lord, the devil will flee from you for a season. Amen. And we want to extend that season of, of fleeing for him. We want to extend that season. We want to keep him fleeing. So we're going to do the same thing every morning. We're going to come and rehearse this praise, rehearse this word every morning. We're going to practice this every morning because we want to let him know that we're here, man, to endure to the end, to see what the end is going to be. We know we got to endure. We know we got to work out our salvation with fear and trembling all the way to the end to be saved. But we want him to know that, you know. And so praise God for all of you this morning. Amen. As you can tell, I'm real fired up. I'm really excited this morning about the victory that we have through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we can cry, Abba, Father, this morning. Amen. So welcome all of you this morning. 
all of our pastors on this morning, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe this morning, more than Conquerors Word Christ Ministry, uh, all of our brothers and sisters this morning from around the globe this morning. Amen. You know, we are Pastors Leslie and Sharon Hayes with New Freedom Christian Ministry this morning, bringing your greetings this morning. Amen. From our household this morning. Amen. And we welcome all of the others of you that have gathered from around the world out there. Any other clergy this morning that have chimed in, called in. We welcome you this morning. Amen. Pray for us. Pray with us this morning. We're real serious about this walk. Amen. And we just thank God this morning that this message is going out. We thank him for the, the cash box live, the broadcast. We thank God for the platforms, 45 or more. You know, we thank God that his word is going out just like he designed it. He said, I want every creature to hear the gospel. And once they've heard the gospel, I, I'm coming back. Not until then. And so we thank the Lord that this gospel is still going out. We thank him where it's reaching far and near this morning that people are having a chance to hear the good news of the gospel. And we've been talking about the revelations of Jesus Christ because we realize a lot of people don't know that Jesus Christ is the living word of God. They don't understand that, they, that he, his father was a witness to the claims that he made, the word witnesses to the claims that were made about him, Jesus witness to the claims that were made about him. However, there are so many people out there who call themselves Christians, but they reject the claims. They deny the claims. Amen. Amen. And they preach another gospel. So we thank God this morning that we have the Holy Spirit scriptures, the book of John, that John was with Jesus, the beloved of the father laid on his bosom. God gave him the revelations. He wrote them down, signs and wonders following those who, who witnessed what he was doing. John the Baptist came to be a voice and witness the father himself. And then he said, study the scripture because they testify of who I am. And so we've been dealing with this revelation, picking it apart. And so we're going to dive in here this morning when we, after we pray and open this up a little bit more so we can see a little bit more what what it what the claims are and understand why people reject them but also understand why we accept them and believe them amen and so it's the truth i mean you know if the lord said it that's that period amen you got four thousand two hundred different denominations out there and i wonder why sometimes it's because they struggle with the deity of jesus christ that's the bottom line they struggle with the deity of jesus christ it's just that news is just too good for them to just believe it. But the Bible says anybody who come to him have to believe that he is who he say he is. And he's going to do what he said he's going to do. That's his obligation. You know, he's, he's, he has a covenant with himself. You know, he swore that he was going to do that. In every generation, he's going to bring his word to pass. And he's always going to raise up a remnant in that generation to be like a seedbed to continue to preach and spread the good news of the gospel. That's how God is. He always keeps that word going forward. Amen. In every generation. And as we can look back, man, from the very beginning, it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Look at all that revelation. And guess what? He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He has not changed. Mm. Well, here we are today, still teaching and preaching the word, still teaching and preaching sound doctrine, still hungry for the word of God. And so it's amazing how that word, the Bible says everything else will pass away, heaven and earth. But my word will not pass away. Not until every word it comes to pass. And so we're so excited this morning that we know the truth and that truth has made us free. So let's get in here this morning and pray and get you some word this morning before you run off to work. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. And Father, we just thank you this morning. We praise you this morning. Now, Holy Ghost, we ask you this morning to have your way 
Amen. We ask you to teach us this morning. We ask you for a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge this morning. Open up this morning to more of the revelations of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus, that we will not end up like the rest of the followers in that day who rejected his claims. But we accept and believe these claims because we believe that, the, that these are the revelations of Jesus Christ revealed to us as John taught in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 31. He said, these things are given to you that you might believe that Jesus is the son of God and that through his name ye shall have eternal life. So we thank you this morning, Father, for the word of God. We thank you that it strengthens our belief and it helps us to be able to understand that is the only way that we can have eternal life is through Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, as we see and read in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6. Amen of the King James Bible. All right, then. Well, let's get in here this morning and pick up our discussion this morning. We're going to pick up we finished up yesterday with verse 42, amen, and uh, just to, uh, you know, uh, close that verse out, I'm just give you a couple more scriptures uh, about that, and then we're going to move right on into verse 43 and keep rolling right along, and uh, what we were dealing with uh, yesterday is that, you know, we were talking about how Jesus can read your mail, he know your thoughts, he know everything, nothing Nobody can hide or keep from him because he knows everything. He knows your thoughts are far. He's all knowing. And he read their mail in that day. He knew he knew what was in their hearts. And he's the same today. He has not changed. The book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 8, King James Bible tells us that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let me just read you just a couple of verses to close out that thought. And then we're going to move uh, right on into verse 43 of the book of John, chapter 5. Amen. Verse 43. And it's out of the book of uh, Mark, chapter seven, verse 21, the King James Bible. And it says, and Jesus Christ knew that he was not dealing with your ordinary religious folks. Now, that's something I love about Jesus. He was actually dealing directly with the fount with the fountainhead of evil. And the scripture says this for from within out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, and murders. And that's the end quote because that's what Mark is talking about. Jesus knew exactly what kind of hearts, what kind of spirits, what kind of people he was dealing with. You know, he knew that before he ever dealt with them. He knew what was in their heart. Uh, remember, we said the Lord always looks at the heart. He looks beyond all that show and all that fashion and all. He looks beyond all that. You can dress up a demon. You can put makeup on it. You can cut the hair on it. You can make it look real good, put alligator shoes on it. But I'm so glad that we serve a God who looks at the heart. He pays attention to what's in the heart. Amen. And this is why David, man, said, and I hide in, your, in, in my heart, you know, I hide your word that I don't sin against you. He wanted to know that 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 truth in the inner man and wisdom in his innermost being. And his mother Helen reminded us yesterday, you know, you read that over in the book of Psalms, chapter 51. That's David repenting to God. He realized he had messed up, you know, and he was repenting. It's like he was telling God, no, you already know my heart, Lord God. So, you know, search me, Lord, search me, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right and a steadfast spirit. And so David, you know, who was a man after God's own heart, if, if he can come to God that way and repent like that and basically say, Lord, I'm not going to do this again because you read, you read my mail. You know, you sent the prophet to the prophesy to me and say, what would you do to a man who did X, Y and Z? And then David said, oh, man, he should be put to death and blah, blah, blah. He said, David, that man is you. 
you know, the Lord read their heart, man. And so there's a lot of people out there that have a misunderstanding about the Lord. They think they can do stuff in the dark and get away with it. Mm -hmm. But everything the Bible said we do in the dark is going to be exposed. You know, God ain't playing around. He ain't shucking and jiving. And we see it right there. He knows the heart. Over in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, verse 12, the King James Bible, he says this. Jesus Christ knew what time it was. Amen. And what it was, uh, what what it was at war with. He, he knew what he was at war with, you know. And we have to know, too, that we're not fighting against no flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. The very source of unbelief and covetousness. God already knows this. You can't get anything by him. He already knows what the plot is, what you're up to. And matter of fact, the scripture says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, verse 12, the King James Bible. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you any evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Think about how many people right now have departed from the living God, chasing after tradition. I gave you some numbers earlier, and, I, and, and, and that, was, that was as of last year. 4,200 different denominations out there. They're struggling with the question about the deity of Jesus Christ. So they have left the living God, and they're going out to doing their own thing, creating their own, their own denomination. You know, writing books and all of that, man, contaminating the gospel. It's because they struggle with the deity of Jesus Christ. They do not want to believe that in the beginning he was God and he was with God and he was God. You know, they don't want to believe that. They don't want to believe that he was the incarnated word of God made flesh. They still deny that claim. They still deny that claim. They still reject that claim. That's why they're going about trying to create their own religion, their own sense of righteousness, where the Lord said, beware of it because it's like the leaven of the Pharisees. It's no righteousness at all. See, God already knew that covenant that was in their heart. He knew that it wasn't the covenant based on the truth, what he was teaching, what he had said. They weren't in agreement with that. Same thing back then. That spirit back then is the same spirit out there today, creating all these new denominations. And probably before the year end, Pastor Sharon, we're going to have two or three more new denominations. Mm -hmm. People just not satisfied, man, with this gospel. They don't want to believe that this is the living word of God. You know, they don't want to believe these revelations about Jesus Christ. Ain't no way he can have all that power. Ain't no way he can do all of that, you know, mm -hmm. you know. And so he goes on to say here in the book of 2 Peter, chapter 2, verse 14, the King James Bible, it says, having eyes full of adultery, <coughs> and that cannot cease from sin. Begu he said, beguiling unstable souls and heart, they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children. And that's what Peter says about them. That's what Peter wrote about them. And we know Peter not. Peter was tough, man. But Peter wrote this hard truth about them. And <laughs> look at what Peter said, you know. Peter called them cursed children. You know, all those out there who deny Jesus, reject Jesus, you know, that curse is not removed off of you. Long as you continue to reject, because, you know, if you, if you don't accept Jesus Christ, who became a curse for you, you know, remember Galatians, the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13, it said that he, you know, he was cursed for us. You know, we've been redeemed from the curse, though, if we accept Jesus Christ. All these cursed children who don't accept him, his teachings, his revelations, his the truth about him, they are cursed children. That's what Peter said right here. They still exercise in their covetous practices. You know, in other words, they don't want to accept what his, what the covenant agreement that he made with us. They want to come up with their own and get people to buy into that. That's why they go about trying to create their own righteousness, which is no righteousness at all. And the Lord said, beware of it. So let's get here to verse 43 now. And it says, I came in my father's name and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his name or in his own name, 
him ye will receive. Look at how Jesus debunks this claim, man, that, you know, the, the, debunk the rejection of his claim. You know, he's calling them out. He said, I come in my father's name and you reject me. You don't receive me. You don't believe me. But now these are Christian people who've been taught, who've been looking for the Messiah, who've been prophesied to. And the very one they've been looking for, Pastor Sharon, the Messiah, Christ, the anointed one, he comes and dwells among them. He's the light of everybody. You know, he's coming and he's saying, if you receive me, you know, you're going to be, I'm going to give you power to become the sons of God. And they reject him. They don't believe it's him. He's doing a ton of miracles, signs, and wonders all over the place. Lepers getting healed. Blind folks getting healed. People getting up, walking, running in the temple, shouting and praising God, showing themselves to the priest. I mean, what else do you want? He said, but I come in the name of my father. And you don't believe me. All these signs and wonders and miracles. All that John the Baptist preached and talked about that I was going to come and increase and he was going to decrease. Here I am. Why don't you believe me? I come in my father's name. What else can I do? But if somebody else come in somebody else's name, you will believe them before you believe me. You reject and deny my claims. All these witnesses that came before me, still witnessing about who I am, still going to the temple, showing themselves to the priest after I healed them. And you, you don't believe me. Jesus was concerned that they were denying him and his claim as a divine messenger sent from God with a spiritual message. See, that's what blew their mind. Mm. This was a message like no other message. Jesus came teaching about his father, telling them me and my father's one. They called that blasphemy. He making himself one with God. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. he didn't think himself above God, but he thought himself equal with God. And he said, if you've seen the father, you've seen me. He wasn't trying to go above the father. And they getting mad, you know. They getting mad, you know. He, he said, I'm a divine messenger sent from God. Ain't you been looking for me? Haven't you been waiting on me? Remember the conversation with Peter? Peter, who do men say that I am? And now, now we sin. They saying he's everything but the Christ. He's a blasphemer. You know, this fellow right here, is a, he, he's of the, of the devil. He's sent by Satan. He's saying, no, I'm a divine messenger sent from my father. Why don't you receive and believe and receive me? I'm sent from God. I come with a spiritual message. That's what messed them up. That's right. you know, they were used to Moses' teaching of the law. They were used to Abraham's teaching. Mm -hmm. But now Jesus coming with a brand new message they ain't never heard before. It's a spiritual message. And he coming to let them know, man, that if you're going to serve the father, if you're going to be in a relationship with the father, you got to have the spirit of the father, you know, because the messages are going to be spiritually discerned. Your carnal mind, you know, is not going to be able to get you there. You know, I'm setting up a new kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. You know, I know y'all been doing your thing here, man, in this kingdom on the earth, but all that's changing. You're getting ready to go now from a spiritual kingdom. You're getting ready to go now from the keeping of the law, the ceremonies, the rituals. Now you're getting ready to go into the period of grace that's going to be sufficient for you. Grace and truth. Bible said he came full of grace and truth. Grace. Spiritual message. They ain't want to hear that, man. They denying that claim all around. But Jesus is letting them know, man. Uh, look in the book of Matthew chapter 21, verse 37, the King James Bible. He says this again. That's the book of Matthew chapter 21, verse 37. Jesus said this. He said, but last of all, he sent unto them his son saying, they will reverence my son. Now, this is what God is saying. Whether you like it or not, <coughs> God has spoken. 
you know, let the church say amen. I mean, this is what Matthew saying. God said this, you know, but last of all, after you done had all your little moments of whatever fame and after you done did your little traditional thing, after you done had your little philosophies and your excellency of speech. And now Jesus is talking about what's coming next is a demonstration of the spirit and the power of God, which is a spiritual message they never heard. Mm. Bam, he hits him with it, man. And then Matthew, uh, you know, echoes it. He said, but la after all of that, last of all, he sent unto them his son when they done tried everything else to please God and they failed. And that way had to be done away with. And so Jesus is coming to bring in a new, a more excellent way of doing things to give each and every one of us now as priests access into the holies of holies. No longer do we have to come and confess to the priest and come and hope that the priest is right enough to go in and offer the blood on the altar. Now the veil has been rent. Jesus paid the price. It's finished. It opened up. So now we can all go in and present our bodies to him as a living sacrifice. See, that's that's that dispensation of grace now. You know, that's that that's that redemption. That's that power. You know, that that, that veil was rent. You know, at that at that night, at that 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 that, that, that three o'clock hour, when Jesus said he's finished and yes, gave yes. up the ghost, that veil in the temple was rent where used to be only the priest could go. But see, that ceremonial practice was over with. It ended right there. Oh, no. And now we go in as priests and we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and see all that. Oh, you got to get that spiritual, you know, mindset about it. That's what Jesus is saying. This is what I come to institute. This is what I come to show and introduce you to a more excellent way now to get to the Father. You don't have to go to the priest. You don't have to stand outside the outer court and wait and see if he made it in. If he was, if he was clean enough for a whole year to go in and offer that blood. Mm. You know, they, some of the commentaries said they used to tie a rope to his feet. And if he wasn't right, if he wasn't clean enough, if he hadn't lived right enough to take that blood in, he died in the presence of God and they had to drag him out. But see, that was over. That system was done away with, you know. Now Jesus is coming in and he's claiming to be something. He's claiming to be sent from the Father. He's the one now, you know. He's the one now. Book of uh, John chapter 6, verse 38, the King James Bible says this. For I am come down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Now, you know, it's John talking. To, Jesus is talking here, but, it, you know, John is recording this. John is writing this revelation down. He letting them know, you know, he sent down from heaven, y'all. Ain't you been looking for him? Why don't you believe his claim? Why don't you believe who he say is? Why don't you believe what the rest of these witnesses say about him? Why don't you believe what the father say about his son? You know, anybody else come, you're going to believe him. You know, the book of John, chapter seven, verse 29, the King James Bible, he said this right here. But I know him. <laughs> Look at John. John laid on his bosom. John had that relationship with him. John was a part of that inner circle. You better testify about him, John. You know, John got the revelation about him. You know, John saw the signs of wonder. John listened to what John the Baptist had said about him. John got the revelations in the spirit, man. You know, look at what he said in, in, in the book of John, chapter 7, verse 29, the King James Bible. He said, but I know him, for I am from him, and he has sent me. You know, and John is saying this. John is saying, hey, you know, I, the, uh, Jesus know the Father because the Father sent him. And he said, I know Jesus because he sent me. Isn't that amazing? You know, he's in the father and John is in him. And here we are. We in him, too. So we should be having the same testimony, not 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 rejecting the claim, but keep the claim going. Keep preaching the claim. 
Keep spreading the claim. You know, Jesus is who he said he is. He sent down from the father, you know, set up a spiritual kingdom to teach about his father. And he said, what we're going to do to continue to do the work he did, we're going to preach the kingdom of God that he set up, which was a spiritual kingdom. And he goes on to say in the book of John, chapter eight, verse 42, the King James Bible, he says this. Jesus said unto them, now this is Jesus talking, if God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and come from God. Neither came out of myself, but he sent me. Still making this claim now, battling against all these rejections. You know, now Jesus is he, Jesus is talking now, you know, and Jesus Jesus is, is, is putting himself out there, man, to be to, to be persecuted, to be to be beaten, to be, you know. But he doesn't care because he's going to do the will of the father. You know, that's what he was sent to do. You know, remember, he said he, he, you're going to hear him say in the book of Luke, chapter 24, when he goes back to the garden to pray that the last night before he was getting ready to be, be crucified. He said, Father, as he's praying, separated from the disciples, went a little bit further, knelt down to pray. He said, Father, mm -hmm. if it be thy will, take this bitter cup. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He was all in, man. He was all in. He knew the hearts of those people that he was speaking to right there. He knew that these were adulterers. He knew these was covetous people. He knew they was angry as hell. He knew they couldn't do the miracles he was doing, and they didn't want to accept and believe the miracles and the signs and wonders that he was doing. It threatened them. You know, it threatened their little positions they held. You know, their little power, their little titles they held. You know, we 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 the Sanhedrin council. You know, we 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 the lawmakers. You know, also the lawbreakers. Jesus knew what was in their heart. He didn't care about that. Jesus was all about his Father's will. He goes on to say in the book of John, chapter nine, verse four, the King James Bible. He says, "I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work." Man, Jesus laying this case out for them, man. And, and nothing was gonna stop Jesus. Nothing should stop us. He goes on to say, man, the book of John, chapter 10, verse 36, the King James Bible. This claim is just building, you know, the defense of his claims of building. He says, say ye of him whom the father has sanctified and sent into the world. Thou blasphemeth because I said I am the son of God. You're going to blaspheme because, because, because I said I'm the son of God. You can't disprove it. All you can do is reject it, but you can't disprove it. You know, you can't do not one miracle that I've done. And these miracles only the father can do. And only the one who is equal with the father. <clears throat> so you're going to blaspheme me because that's all you can do. You're going to reject me because that's all you can do. You can't disprove I'm who I say I am. All the witnesses say I am. All you can do at best is reject it, which is your choice. Doesn't make it not true because you reject it. Because I'm still going to do it. You know. It's still going to happen. It's just like today. The gospel is still going forward. You know, prophets done been killed. Things have happened. But guess what? Nobody has been able to stop the gospel. It's still being preached today. It's still being heard around the world today. Why? Because the prophecy said until every ear out there, every creature have had a chance to hear this gospel, Jesus is not coming back. So he goes on to say, man, here uh, in the book of John, chapter 17, verse 8 and verse 21, the King James Bible. I love this. He says, for I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them and have known surely <coughs> that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, 
that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou have sent me. Now, this Jesus' prayer over there in the book of John chapter 17, he's praying to the Father for all those disciples, all those followers that God had given him. And Jesus is praying this prayer, man. You know, he's praying this prayer to the Father because he's getting ready to leave, you know. And he's praying this prayer right here for them, you know. And he goes on to say in the book of John chapter 12, verse 48, the King James Bible, he said, even knowing this about him, that he was a divine messenger sent from God, they still ended up rejecting his claims. Yes, Jesus Christ was rejected by them. Scripture says this, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words, hath, uh, he says, hath one that judges him, the word that I have spoken the same shall judge him in the last day. Mm. That's the book of John chapter 12, verse 48, the King James Bible. You don't want to hear it now, but you're going to hear it later. Come on. You know, you don't want to let it minister to you and set you free now. It's going to, it's going to condemn you later. Mm. You know, that same word going to judge it. You're going to hear it again. You know, remember now, it said that Revelation says when we stand before him, he's going to say, your name ain't written in the Lamb book of life. Guess what he's going to say? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I knew you not. You rejected me in front of men. Now my father going to deny you. And they're going to be cast into outer darkness where there shall be gnashing and gashing of teeth. That's not my word. That's what the word of God said. You know, so that same word that they rejected now, that same claim that they rejected then, if they didn't get it right before Jesus was crucified, it's too late. You know, because it's going to come back again. Why? Everything else is going to pass away. So the only thing you got left to judge you is the word. Is the word. Is the word. Is the word. Okay. And so let's go on over here to the book of Matthew. As we get ready to close chapter uh, Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 34, the King James Bible says this. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Now, this is so powerful because here you got a group of people kind of like outcasts. They're called the Gergesenes, you know, and we know them. They're, they're, they're those people, man, who got all kind of social issues. Nobody want them to be around. Sort of like the Samaritans. They kind of like outcasts, vagabonds. But they recognize who Jesus is. Isn't that amazing? All the people who are not supposed to know who he is, all those without education, all those without status quo, they recognize Jesus, you know? They recognize him. See, see when, you, when, you, when you have nowhere else to go and you have nothing else, you, you can't do nothing else but go up, you know? You, 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 you're looking for some good news. You're looking for a break. And they had heard about Jesus. They had seen him do some miracles among their ranks. You know, they had heard about his reputation. See, those are the kind of people when they have lost everything, they pay attention when some good news comes. They be looking for it. They be hungry. They be thirsty for it. That's why Jesus said the poor you always going to have among you. 
the underserved, you know, you, the widows, the orphans, you, you're always going to have them because they're always going to be looking. They're always going to be hungry. They're always going to be thirsty. And I love it because Jesus said, I came to seek and save that was the law. He came and hung out around the poor people, the publican people, the sinners. You know, these were, this was his, this was his gathering because these people had a need. They were sick. They had a need. All these other highfalutin people, man, the priests and all of them, you know, walking around with all their big robes on and their big hats on their head, man, all these diamonds on and all of that looking the part, but in their heart, man, they were far from God. They had that form of godliness, but they didn't have the power. These particular people couldn't deny the power. They recognized Jesus right away. Bam. And these were the ones that Jesus was looking for, you know, because they needed a physician. They needed some help. And it's the same thing today, you know, hadn't changed, hadn't changed. The Lord is still wanting to save the lost. He's still married to the backsliders. He's still looking for the prodigal sons and daughters to come home. You know, he still want to save those abominable people out there that's in that lifestyle that's not, that's not natural, you know. All those that are strung out by phobia out there pointing fingers and labeling, labeling people and blaming people because they're different. No, they just made a different choice. God still love them because they're sold. Still want to save them. Until he delayed his coming, he, he, he delayed his coming. So obviously he still want them to believe the claim that he is the Savior, that he is the answer. <clears throat> so as we wrap this up this morning, Father, we thank you. Thank you we praise you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor this morning. Because, God, you are still today claiming to be the Savior. You're still today claiming to be our deliverer, our healer, our God, the light of the world. And, God, your claims are still holding true. And we thank and praise you right now, Lord God, as you search every heart this morning that's on this line. Father, we're not saying if you find anything, we're saying everything that you find. Separate us from it, Lord God, that nothing, nothing will hinder us from believing that you are who you say you are. And you're going to do everything that you said you were going to do. Remove all doubt, all unbelief, Lord God. Purge us this morning with thy word. The word says we would purge with hyssop. But God, we ask you to purge us this morning, Lord God. Whatever method you need to use, purge us, Lord God. Remove everything this morning that you did not plant in our lives. Because, Father, we want to stand pure and holy before you, God. Free, God, of any hindrance, O oh God. That when we share the good news of the gospel, there's nothing, God, that stands in the way. It's just the unadulterated, infallible, authentic word of truth, God, because you know every heart, you know every mind, you know every spirit, you know every soul, you know the condition, you know the spiritual condition of everyone, God, that comes in contact with you. And Father, we are praying this morning in the name of Jesus, sanctify your clergy, sanctify those you're going to send out and use to carry the message of Jesus Christ. As the Father sent Jesus and now you're sending us, you said, Father, sanctify them with thy word because thy word is truth. And as we go forth, Father, we go forth to represent you and your Father, not us and our kingdom, but your kingdom. Mm. We are pastors after your own heart, not after the heart of the people. And so, Father, we thank and praise you this morning for all those out there who have heard this message this morning. That even right now, Father, if there's doubt in their hearts, if there's doubt in their minds about who you are, God, we're praying this morning against that. We counsel that spirit of doubt and unbelief this morning, uncertainty this morning, people not being sure this morning, because there's so many different gospels being preached and taught out there. <clears throat> but there's only one Savior. His name is Jesus. There's only one who ever claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody else can get to the Father except by him. 
And he came as a divine messenger. God, and he's still that divine messenger today because his word is still being preached. It's still being taught. It's still got power, Lord God. It's still quick and sharp and in a two-edged sword. It's still penetrating and cutting, Lord God, between the soul and marrow, bone and marrow. And God, it is still a penetrator of the thoughts and tents of the heart of people. We know right now that your word is going out and it will not return to you for it. It's being heard right now, God, in remote locations. And that word, Lord God, is penetrating. That word right now is, is changing people. That word is convicting people that's hearing it right now. Even our clergy, Lord God, right now that's been preaching a gospel, but not the gospel of Jesus Christ, where there is the power of God unto salvation. Father, deliver us from being ashamed of the gospel, that we preach the gospel, that it's no longer I, it's no longer us, but it's the Christ in us, O oh God. And we pray, God, that that word, we would take it and hide it in our hearts, that we sin not against you. Search each and every one of us right now. Search those that are hearing this word right now. Holy Ghost, search them. Shine a light this morning. Let them see whatever the darkness might be, whatever the situation might be in their hearts. God, you said in their hearts there was covenant, murders, fornication, adultery. You said it was in the heart as you looked on the heart, God. And you said, why do we continue in sin, Lord God? And so, Father, we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus for the lost of this world, the backslidden, the prodigal sons and daughters, all those, God, that are struggling right now, all those who still deny the deity of Christ. We're praying this morning in the name of Jesus for an eye-opening moment right now, God, because your word is gone out and you said it would not return to you void. No one can deny the claim of the messenger sent from God, Jesus Christ, that incarnated word made flesh. God, you said even now. Even now, we have to let the word judge us because if we don't let the word judge us now, it'll judge us later in the great white throne judgment. And you said, then, God, it's too late. Now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day, God, to believe the claims of Jesus Christ, that he is who he say he is. All that come to you right now, I pray that they believe that you are who you say you are and you're going to do what you said you're going to do. You're not a man that you should lie. You're faithful who promised. So, Father, we're calling in men and women right now from all over the world, the north, the south, the east and the west, that many will come to you right now and repent of their sins and turn to you and believe, oh God, on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, they shall be saved. And so, Father, we're praying right now with their hearts, they will believe in the righteousness and with their mouth, they'll confess in the salvation this morning without delay, God, without hesitation. Because these are your claims, oh God, and they are true. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you this morning. You cannot be denied. You will not be denied. You have the final say. And this is our prayer this morning, that many will humble themselves right now. And give their life over to Jesus Christ and repent of their sins and ask you to come into their hearts and save them and fill them and seal them and heal them and assure them of the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank and praise you right now that the blood of Jesus is still making an atonement for our sins. There's still power in the blood to wash us right now and cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. And we thank you right now, Lord. There's still power in the cross of Jesus Christ, Lord. There's still power in the merits and finished work of Jesus on that cross. His death, his burial, his resurrection has purchased salvation for many, Lord God. Poor, rich, it doesn't matter. No respect to person. You die for everybody, Lord. Jews, the Greek, barbarians, God, everybody can have salvation if they will be willing to turn away from their, their wicked ways and turn to you, God. You will forgive our sins and heal our land. And this is our prayer this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right amen. then. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank the